Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. The Cabinet has signed off on a plan by Minister for Health Stephen Donnelly, wonderful man, to introduce a minimum unit price for alcohol products. The measures will come into it. How does Stephen even have time to think about these things when he's so busy at the moment with COVID? God bless him. Anyway, the measure will come into effect from January the 1st, 2022. Next January. Figures from the Revenue Commission show that alcohol consumption levels were at 10.7 litres per person in 2020. 10.7 litres per person. Then you have to consider, by the way, that a lot of people don't drink. I mean, just imagine how much the ones that do drink. So somebody, I don't drink 10.7 litres. So somebody is making up for, Ashling is making up for my 10.7. So she's drinking the 20 litres <laughs> in the year. She gets a chance. Representing a 6.6% fall on 2019, despite the closure of many premises for large parts of the year. So even though we've had a huge drop in the amounts of ways that we can actually drink in the last year, there's only been a 6% or nearly 7% fall in the amount of alcohol that's actually been consumed. So people are consuming just enough or just as much. Maybe those who drink are actually consuming more. Alcohol consumption has remained at around 11 litres per person since 2015. 11 litres of pure alcohol is the equivalent of 116 bottles of wine. <clears throat> or 444, 45 pints of beer per adult every single year. 116 bottles per person per year. My gosh, of wine. Despite concerns raised by retailers, the government is likely to press ahead with the changes <clears throat> without a similar regime being introduced in Northern Ireland. And the Public Health Act sets a minimum price per gram of alcohol of 10 cent. This would mean that a can of lager will have a minimum price of 132 and a bottle of Chardonnay would cost at least 775 Scotland, which implemented minimum unit pricing in 2018, saw consumption levels fall in the following year to the lowest level in more than two decades. And the move has been welcomed by the Irish Medical Association, an organisation. According to Alcohol Harm Advocacy Group, Alcohol Action Ireland, a man can drink the weekly low-risk limit of 17 standard drinks uh, for as little as 7.65, while a woman consuming alcohol within the same guidelines can reach the weekly low-risk limit of 11 standard drinks for 4.95. All very complicated, really, isn't it? But the bottom line is, Fine Gael tweeted last night, minimum, minimum unit pricing of alcohol will not affect restaurants or pubs and will apply to off-licenses and supermarkets only. It will target cheap alcohol products, for example, own brand drinks sold by retailers. Is it a good idea? Now, it's going to affect people differently. Those who have money don't care. Those who don't have money and still will drink will have to do without something else. So no more will you be able to go out and get cans of beer for 50 cent. No more will you be able to go to get a bottle of wine for two quid or whatever it is, your cheap bottle of wine. No more. All gone. You will have to pay seven seventy five for your bottle of wine and one thirty two minimum for your bottle, your can of beer. Is it fair? Is it right? Will it work? Will it stop people or reduce the amount that people drink? Or will it just cost more money for people to drink and more money for the government? Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. Do you agree with a minimum price for alcohol? Mary, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Mary? Hi, Niall. How are you doing? Uh, will it make a difference or will it just penalise those who don't have much money? Um, unfortunately, it's my opinion that it will. And there are, as you were speaking about earlier on, liberal voting. This is a typical liberal vote. Um, 
withdrawing um, minimum cost uh, mm-hmm. purchase of alcohol will only lead to a disparity between the rich and the poor in the country. You will uh, impact on people straight away who are actually poorer. Um, I'm just speaking as someone who worked in debt schools yeah. previously as an educator. You will go from the children not having their pencils and their copies coming to school to the children not having their shoes and their clothes coming to school. Yeah. These people have their problems in their social set and you're going to make it worse for them. And I don't understand how you can't see down the line the impact this is going to have. Well, see, I, cause, I, I can see people. More, it will cause more criminality and it will cause people to turn to other things like drugs. Yeah, because if you don't have much money and you've got two kids and you drink, yeah. you're yeah. probably not going to do without the drink. The kids are going to do without the food or without an extra school book or whatever yeah. it happens to be. And it will be food. That will be the first thing because if you're going into a supermarket and you have a choice, if you have an addiction, you have a choice to go into the alcohol section or go down the route of food, you're going to go into the alcohol section. The only argument for it is, I suppose, if we look at cigarette smoking and we use a comparison... Mm-hmm. increasing the price of cigarettes over the last 20 years, and now they, I believe they've gone up again, actually. They're about 14 quid now for a pack of cigarettes. 14.50. Yeah, well, depending on what you're smoking. Yeah. yeah. I, and when I was a kid, they were 13 pounds a packet. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So when we've seen this massive increase in the price of cigarettes, it did, <coughs> did discourage some. Now, others it didn't, and they just went out and spent all the money like I do, uh, because yeah. I can afford to. But there yeah. are people out there who can't afford it, so they're buying cheap, crappy cigarettes, uh, which are dangerous. And others are on rollies, and then others will basically just go without just to have cigarettes. So, but the, it did decrease the amount of people smoking. It did create a stigma around smoking. I don't know if it really did. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't trust the figures in Ireland at the moment for who's smoking and who isn't, because I'm quite well aware of people who go out of the country a couple of times a year, stock up, come back. So they're not paying the VAT. So it doesn't, it's, it, it, our statistics are not actually accurate. You have to be able to read what's going on on the ground to know what's actually happening yeah, in but the country. It, but there's no doubt. There's a, there's a couple of different measures. Education, by the way, has a lot to do with it. The smoking ban in the pubs and etc. the restaurant. Yeah. That had a yeah. lot to do. But there's no doubt that there's a lot less people smoking now than they were smoking. I mean, I think it's only 25% oh, yes, of the population and, and smoking that's now. Great. Yeah. That's, that's positive. And wouldn't it be, However, wouldn't it be great if we could reduce the amount of people that actually, or certainly reduce the amount that people are drinking? Well, you see, I'm sorry. Look, my issue with this is the person who brought in this was Michal Martin. The blo- mm. below cost filling was Michal Martin. Now he's the same guy who wants to stop it before he gets out of government and go, tottles off to the EU or wherever, wherever he wants to go. But you don't create something and then say, oh, I cleaned up my mess before I left. Well, see, he's looking at Scotland and he's saying, well, they implemented this in Scotland in 2018 and they did see alcohol levels fall for the first year. Yeah, first and their drug went up. Oh, sorry? And their drug use went up. Possibly. I don't know. I don't know the figures of that. Oh, no. Actually, no. Their drug use went up by exponential numbers. So you're saying people will just say, oh, well, I can't afford a bottle of wine, so I'll buy a line of Coke instead. Well, hash or whatever they're buying. I don't know. I don't know anything about drugs. But I know that the figures, the statistics on it show that their drug use went way up. So people will find some other way, you know. Okay, well, stay there for a second because I want to go to Jimmy who brought this up actually about two weeks ago on the show. He mentioned it two weeks ago on the show that he believed they should stop selling it in places like Tesco's, etc., etc. Mm. Uh, Jimmy, I mean, is this good? Do you believe this is a good thing to put a minimum price on alcohol? Um, well, which I suppose to some people may discourage them from buying it, but Mary believes it'll just create hardship. Well, it's the first step 
in the government acknowledging publicly the damage that alcohol is doing. They didn't come to this decision on their own. This has been put to them by doctors, psychiatrists, all the agencies that are dealing with the effects of alcohol addiction. Something has to be done. But price tonight is only one area. There's another one is the availability of alcohol. There's advertising, and you see them soaps in the evening time. They should be considered as, as alcohol adverse because I was reading about the HD television. Anybody that has these big flat screen televisions, that the sound of these, these are, these are sounded in a way that you actually feel like you're in the pub. pub. I mean, I, mean that, I, I know for a lot of people that sounds quite daft, but many years ago we stopped characters in soap operas smoking uh, unless they were characters True. who'd always smoked. So any new characters that came in weren't allowed to smoke and that was to discourage people from smoking. Yes, I, I have to agree, Mary, when you look at these soaps, they all centre around the local pub. Uh, that seems no, to be the centre. Can I just agree with Jimmy there? I, I want to agree with him there on the point he's just made. It's, it's kind of more of an important point than the actual price of the drink. Um, if you go out into town in the morning, right, if you observe in my local town, there are two different supermarkets. There is Super Value and there is Aldi. Now, if you watch the pattern of people shopping in the morning, you will see that the older clientele and maybe the younger ones with kids or whatever, they're gone to the shop in the morning by 9 o'clock in the morning and they're finished and they're gone by 10. Then if you drive up to Aldi by half past 10, their car park is then full because people are going in there to buy alcohol. Mm-hmm. So that proves Jimmy's point. Yeah, no, no, I, but, but, would you, would, would, Jimmy, you would like to see us go back to the time when we could only get alcohol in an off-license or a pub. Well, there's another thing I'd stop. You see, when these dignitaries arrive in this country, like Prince Philip and the Queen and, and what do you call him, Obama, President Obama. And what, giving them a pint of Guinness? And guzzling drink into them, and, and, and Obama and the wife letting herself down with a big pint of Guinness down a county Tipperary or wherever they were drinking it. That's wrong. Money Philip, Ryan Tuberty offering Prince Philip and his, and his wife, light of heaven on that man, he's dead since, but offering them to 11 o'clock in the morning a pint of Guinness. That was about promoting alcohol. That shouldn't have been sneaked in there, promoting alcohol. That that's sending a bad message to, to Irish people across the world about Ireland that must be a haven for alcohol. We, well, we, do, other, we do have a very unusual relationship with alcohol in this country. Everything we do, we celebrate with alcohol. And, and, and I, I couldn't agree with you more. But in saying that, do you believe that this new legislation, which will come in uh, to effect on January the 1st, 2022, which will increase the price of a... You, no more will you be able to buy a cheap bottle of wine or you know a cheap can of beer anymore... Do you think that's going to help? Well, it would go somewhere. Like, since they stopped the cigarettes, remember they used to sell the cigarettes in the 10 packets and then they stopped that. I think that that has some effect on smoking. And, like, if you look, like, go back to this alcohol again. You, you, you look up many times on your program there now, you highlighted what St. Patrick's Day had become. People were told not to go to the marches in Dublin because of the crowds that were turning up there in the last few years. It was getting worse and worse every year. Young people urinating, vomiting, fighting. That was horrible. How did Ireland become like that? Well, that, How, well, this, well this, that's the only thing I disagree with Mary on. This legislation may help that because young people are buying, you know, cheap, I don't know, Dutch gold or whatever it is they buy, or Tuberg or those cheap cans of beer. So that's what they're buying. They may not be able to afford to buy as many now. 
Uh, but they're not, they're not actually buying those drinks. Those drinks are synonymous with our age group, you and me, Niall. And, um, but I don't sorry, drink. So what I don't yeah, yeah but, but what I'm saying, the people you grew up with, uh, those drinks are synonymous with our age group. The young people now are buying bottles of gin. Nice. You know, they're having their, their um, fancy cocktails. They're the pink, their the fancy pink tonics. Yeah. The pink tins and the fancy the tonics. That's thanks to... Oh, yeah. Well, it's thanks to films. Yeah, but it's thanks to films and, you know, what they're consuming on, on the internet. I mean, it's all mixology now. Like, I mean, oh, you can't be having a glass of wine or you can't be having a tube or a can of beer or whatever. You can't... No, we, you have to have your... Pink I mean, I, I, I find it difficult to believe that the average person drinks 11 litres of... <laughs> 11 litres of beer. And 116 bottles of wine. That's sorry, 44, 444 pints of beer and 116 bottles of wine per year. That's, that's not shock, actually that's happening. Shocking, is, that's a shocking amount. That's, that's being purchased, but that's not what's actually the consumption level. I'm just saying, if you look at um, it, uh, young people, because I have young people at home, you know, if you look at them, they're not drinking at that level, but they're drinking in bulk on occasion, not Every day of the week. I mean, that's that's even the 11, 116 bottles of wine. That's a bottle of wine every three days. Oh, yeah, I can believe that, yeah. And and they talk about, you hear them now, like before they would say they were going to get sloshed or something. Mm. Now I hear them saying they're getting buckled tonight and, and they don't seem to see anything wrong with using that kind of language associated with Well, yeah, but yeah, somebody says here, look, Jimmy is obviously trying to, he's looking for prohibition. Tell him that prohibition never worked. It didn't work in America. It's certainly not going to work here. I don't That's think... That's a lie. I don't think... Police I don't, corruption in America stopped prohibition. Prohibition was a good idea. You think ah. it was a good idea to ban the sale of alcohol? It wasn't. Ah, would you stop, Jimmy? I'm, I'm, I'm not saying, by the way, prohibition doesn't work because prohibition does work in all forms in, in different types of legislation. But in saying that... You you believe that you should ban the sale of alcohol? Well, not ban it outright because... Well, that's what prohibition was, wasn't it? There's people who can use alcohol sensibly and there's people who can use it very sensibly. But targeting vulnerable people in supermarkets and the, the, the targeting of people on televisions in ads and that type of... And, and you get your Sunday newspaper now. Their advertising works and that's why they're spending tens of thousands and thousands Okay, okay, we'll say that because I have loads of text here. Somebody says, Now I work in the drinks industry and this will cripple the entire category. Uh, there will be less jobs uh, or there will be job losses across the board as we as breweries will sell less beer while retailers will make more. Uh, it, will, it won't be uh, sustainable for companies, marketeers, sales, drivers and manufacturers will be all under pressure to keep their jobs. Uh, there will be some brands uh, that won't be able to sustain the pressure of the increasing prices. I, I get what you're saying, but is it about jobs or saving lives? And I, I, I understand, I'm, I, you know, my heart goes out if you're in the industry and that's going to be badly affected by it. And, and this Public Health Act will cripple the industry. The publicans will be happy as they wanted this for years. Ironic when they make almost 50 to 60 percent for all they sell. Please don't call as I will be recognised. In other words, what he's saying is the publicans will be delighted with this, Jimmy. They will be delighted with the likes of you on the radio saying we should, you know, stop selling it in Tesco's and Dunn's and, and Aldi and Lidl and everywhere else. Because they'll make more money. Yeah, but it's not. We're not selling it because we're not people. It's not just Jimmy. People are not against uh, alcohol. It's against you going to buy some food. And some people would have a weakness for alcohol more than others. 
And it's the way it's promoted that it's, it's, it's a harmless old thing, alcohol and leprechauns and shamrock and all around it. And it's all glamorised. But I can tell you, as you well know yourself, Brother brother, brother Boylan, that the targeting the alcohol is causing mayhem. And, that's, and the first step in tackling our alcohol problem, as, I, as you said before on your own show here, is in Dáil Aaron. Close the bar in the Dáil. Okay, well, well, stay there a second. I don't think many people would disagree with that. Derek, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits. How are you doing, Derek? Oh, sorry, Derek. I didn't switch you on there. I do apologise. Hold on for a second, Derek. Sorry, Derek. Go ahead. All right. How are you doing, mate? Good, Derek. Well, Hi, uh, Jimmy did say one thing, right? We should close the, the bar in the doll. There's no other workplace has a bar in why? it. But go on. But why? Because there's no other workplace has a bar in it. Sure, if the doll has a bar, I think this is about democracy. It's about freedom. Yeah. Right, we, we understand that Ireland has a relationship with alcohol over the years. A bad relationship, you know yeah. Well, fair enough. But we have to give people the right to walk into a supermarket and buy whatever product they want. At whatever price you know, they want. Well, here's the question for you. We say you do put 50 cent on a can of beer, right? Yeah. That's only two euros and four cans of beer. Are you with me? It's not mm. going to stop me buying it. No, but it will stop some people who have less money. Or certainly won't stop them, but they'll, they, those people will do without something else to buy it. All right. Isn't that the argument? You trade it with cigarettes. And people go into Dublin, into certain streets, I won't mention them. And they buy cigarettes. Henry Street. <laughs> that are 20 times cheaper than what you buy in the, in the shop. Yeah. But you can still go in and get it. Oh, I know. You can still go and buy these products. Outside the normal... On the black market, yes. Now you have. I think the moment... Well, you think they're going to start selling cans of beer, you know, on the black market? Well, you can... Me and you both know that there has been shabines over the years in Ireland. Mm -hmm. You you can go and buy a bottle of Puccine tomorrow for 15 quid. Mm, I've never drank Puccine, so I wouldn't know, but I wouldn't even know where to buy it. That's that's what I'm saying to you. Right. What we need to do... Are you a drinker yourself? I am. Okay. And I enjoy a pint. And I prefer to go down to the pub to have a pint. Would you drink, drink 444 pints a year? Uh, no, not really. Because that's the current, that's the average, allegedly. Jeez, that's some amount of alcohol. Well, I mean, it's only, if you're a drinker, I suppose, it's only one and a half pints alcohol. a day, isn't it? Well, the issue then is, educate, I know we've educated our people and everything else, but what we shouldn't do is shove it down the throats of people who want to go in and buy four cans for six quid. They have as much right as to walk in there and buy four cans of six quid as walk in and buy fresh meat. Okay, we'll say, Jimmy, do you, well, Jimmy, do you want to respond to that? You're taking people's rights away, you know, yeah, to get a good absolutely. bargain and a good deal because they're going to be buying it anyway. Uh, I, I don't make sense of what this man, and what, what he's trying to say there is make rubbish. Well, it's it's called shoving it down people's throats. Isn't no, that what's happening? The, right the government is not it's, not, it's not, it's not about pricing. It's about the damage being inflicted on society with alcohol. So you cannot go to a music concert. Place. You can go nowhere now with disruption and, and, and uh, for, for alcohol. I don't know where you live or what you do or what you see, but do you not see the damage alcohol is doing? Well, here's the question for you. Alcohol is going to cause damage to anybody who wants to abuse it. Regardless of no, he's, what ta- he's talking about the damage in society well, that it does. I know, but regardless of what price it is, if you're fond of the drink, you're going to drink. That's yeah, but I'm not talking about... I'm, I'm hoping the government's not going to put it up five cents a bottle 
mean, the, the, the hospitals are behind this. The, the, the professionals are behind the this. Irish the Irish Medical Organisation are behind this. Yeah, they're advocates. behind this. See yeah. what's happening. Right. You see the wreckage so, and the people end up in prison. You see the car, the carnage on the road. You see well, the impact that alcohol alone is having on hospitals. No alcohol. Ah, yeah, but, but the greatest respect, Eric, you can't deny that alcohol um, increases crime. The crime rates across the country, for example, a lot of that is fueled by alcohol and drugs. Yes. Um, you know, when, when we look at domestic violence, a lot of that is fueled by alcohol and drugs. I agree with you, mate. Yeah. You can't buy drugs and supervise well, I know and that. It's, 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 it's being, alcohol is being used because it's glamorized, not demonized. You well, never see you never no. see the damage on any of these programs of people in these soaps and that, how people are ending up in, in rehabs. How oh, well, now, 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 Jimmy, that's unfair because right now at this very moment, one of the storylines in Coronation Street is one of the, the guys, has he needs a liver transplant because he drank too much yeah. throughout his life. Yeah, yeah. but it's, it's yeah. done in a kind of a nice way. No, it's not it done in a nice way. He's, it, in, he's miserable and he's in bits. It shows you the graphic and everything else from our debauchery, but it doesn't show you no, the graphic. No, it does. It does. This guy is an alcoholic and he's in a bad way. Well, I can't remember his name. He's in Carnage. Peter, Peter, Peter Barlow. Peter Barlow. He's in bits at the moment. The man has collapsed three or four times. He's been in and out of hospital. He needs a liver transplant because he drank. he's an alcoholic. So it yeah. does... It has it, the it, bar it, scenes in. Do yeah, but it does show you that. Anyway, I feel that, been there. that that television they say, Niall, allows people into your front room that you would not allow through your front door. And that's right. where a lot of the damage is being done with alcohol is through the TV and through when the GAA was sponsoring the, the hurling all Ireland down through the years. We are seeing the effects of all that now. This is the I generation mean, that are suffering. didn't exist in the 60s or the 50s or the 40s. That what are you saying? did not exist in the 40s when there was no TV. Alcohol didn't exist. No, he's saying, in other words, the problem was equally as bad, probably if worse, actually. There was more alcoholics in the country per head of population then, and we didn't have television, if you well, go back to the 40s and 50s. Habit. Well, there probably would have been, but then there was also, there, there was also a teetotal abstinence, like Pioneer Association, which done tremendous work in Ireland. You had, you had a religious organisation. What's yeah. that? Do you remember the Pioneers Club? Remember people used to have the little pin, the little badge? Yeah, the Pioneers. Yeah. P- pioneer. Like, it's not about... It's, 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 like, it, they encourage young people to take the pledge off alcohol until they were, I think it was a 21. Yeah. And, and, and they were all positive things. They should well, be all looked at again. Yes, well, you're supposed to, isn't it? When you when you make a confirmation, isn't that you say you're not going to drink? Yeah, well, yeah, but I know the point he's just making is it wasn't a bad thing. That's right. I'm saying that the government could look at that as well as pricing issues. Try and educate or or, or start up this pioneer total abstinence again in the schools because it cannot continue the way it is. Shut down our throats, Jimmy. Okay, listen, I've got to take a break. Jimmy, if you want to say this, you can. There's loads of people texting in. Some people agree with Jimmy, actually. Somebody says, for the first time ever, I actually agree with Jimmy. He's right. Uh, the country's a mess because of alcohol. Hi, Niall. Has uh, A&E incidents due to alcohol reduced during the pandemic? Ian, I wouldn't say so, Ian, because the majority of incidents due to air are due to alcohol and A&E are usually people falling and smashing their head off the ground, and I'm sure they still have to go to hospital. Uh, Niall, this government thinks they can solve everything by raising taxes. If you or the rest can't see that, you're blind, says Joe and Kildare. In other words, they're raising the price so they can make more money. There's no doubt about it, the government will make more money out of it. Of course they will. I'm not saying that's what it's all about, but they will be making more money out of it. Um, uh, Jimmy is from the old school. Uh, he hasn't got a clue what he's talking about. He'd be quite happy to see us all walking around with robes with our hands praying all day, says somebody here. Well, Jimmy, you can respond to that if you like. 
Well, what can you say? Are you, old, you are old school, aren't you? A bit that's old. a that's sarcastic remark of somebody who has nothing else to say because they cannot justify what's happening in our country. But now to go back to... They know Salt Jimmy Hill is right. Galway, they know Jimmy is right. To go back to Salt Hill in Galway a couple of Sundays ago and we look at the pandemic and how everybody done their part we're not travelling five kilometres and people were afraid to go on the roads. And the Gardaí, I have to say, done a great job in handling the situation. But there was the drunks who didn't care. They wanted to go out. They didn't care about spreading the pandemic once they got their wine. Well, I think that if that's, that was a big problem and yeah. that's what has woken up Ireland to the problem with alcohol. We can no longer hide this and sweep it under the carpet. It has to be dealt with. It's a pandemic in itself. It is, we'll be putting it, and alcoholism is a symptom. What is the real problem in this country? I wonder how many people in this country die every year, directly and indirectly, because of alcohol. I'm sure it's quite a lot. Die, but, like, I mean, alcoholism, they say, is in itself a life sentence. Mm-hmm. For people who, who become addicted to it, it is a life sentence, and a lot of people have to go to the Alcoholics Anonymous meetings, and they make great great, you know, progress and help from each other and people who have been through it and it's a great group that... Uh, yeah, no, no, I, I don't disagree. But stay stay there, Jimmy, because I want to go to Sarah. Sarah, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits. So we'll get back to the conversation, which was, of course, that they want to bring in, in January, a minimum price on alcohol. Is it a good idea, Sarah? I think it is. To a certain extent, you have to, like, there's all the people out there with health problems from it. Yeah. You know, and it's going on for years and years and people don't realise, like, until they get sick, but is it going to put the price? Is putting the price up going to make a difference? Well, they might think twice on buying. Mm. You know, I'm looking here. By the way, according to the WHO, harmful use of alcohol is a casual factor in 3.3 million deaths annually worldwide. In Ireland, it's responsible for three deaths per day, 88 deaths per month, and over a thousand deaths per year. And that probably doesn't include those, un- you know, indirectly related to alcohol. That's directly related, obviously, thing to things like you know liver failure and all that kind of stuff. So it's responsible for thousands of deaths in this country, most likely. But but, but yeah, but 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 is putting the price up going to make a difference? Because Sarah, if you're a drinker, you know, and you like a you know a couple of bottles of wine a week, is putting the price from three euro up to seven seventy five for a bottle of Chardonnay? Is that going to make you buy less, or is it just going to make you spend more money? Well, if I was a drinker, right, Niall, I'd be looking at the percentage of alcohol in it and see what you can get for what I have. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd be looking at the percentage, how much volume of alcohol is in it. And would you, you look know? at that? Yeah, you'd be looking at that, would you? Oh, well, I would have. Like, I'm off to drink years now, and I'm grateful that I'm off it. Mm-hmm. But I had serious problems with my health from it. Did you drink? By the way, Jimmy, do you drink yourself? Jimmy? Hello? Yeah, do you drink yourself? No, I don't drink. Right, okay, at all. Did you ever drink? Um, well, that's not a, uh, that isn't uh, a question I'm going to answer on air for other, for other reasons. All right, okay, okay. Well, that's fair enough. You want to keep that to yourself. We'll stay there for a second yeah. because Paul, you're in Ireland's classic. It's how you doing, Paul. Oh, you know, how's it going? You what? You don't agree with Jimmy? No, I don't. I I don't like the idea of this. First, the idea's gone on about prohibition. It's not going to work in this country. Um, number two, if I want to go down to the offloads in Dubai. Eight cans of beer for thirteen euro. Who's he to say I can? You know, it's ridiculous. There's too many. There's too much of a nanny state in this country. 
Yes, I understand people go to AA. A lot more people don't have to go to AA that, that can consume alcohol and don't get a developing problem with it. So why should the masses suffer because of a small few? I mean, it's so, okay, well it's, a, well, it's a fair point, Jimmy. You're taking away his freedom to get to get a decent, you know, to get a good deal. Nobody, nobody is taking away anybody's freedom. Alcoholism isn't about you're, freedom. You're taking his choice away. Alcoholism is a prison. When you become an alcoholic, you become a prisoner. And real freedom are people who don't drink, who enjoy music, who enjoy everything else. The people, that lady there just said that she had terrible problems associated with it. So real freedom is for people. For me, from my look, where I'm looking from, is people who don't need alcohol to enjoy themselves. That's yes. the real okay, freedom. Sorry, Paul, go on and respond to him there. Yeah, that's fair enough. But Jimmy's at it again. He said, what about the, the, the poor alcoholics? I'm not an alcoholic, so why should I be refused something because of a few people's problems? But you're not the problem. Out? People like you are not the problem. Yeah, I'm not an alcoholic, so why should I not be allowed to go out? How, how, but you alcohol. probably don't. You probably only drink once or twice a year, maybe. I drink a lot. I drink every weekend. Every weekend. Every, every, nearly every Friday, I'd have a drink. I don't drink right. on Sunday because I have work the next day. No, well, that's not. So good. why should but I be made? Why should that enjoyment in my life be taken away from me for a short few? It's the young people, it's the availability of alcohol to young people, to vulnerable people, is why the government and the medical and the doctors. How do you know somebody is an alcoholic unless they actually start drinking? I mean, you're taking away everybody's enjoyment for a small few people. Who's everybody? Who are you talking about? If you want alcohol taken, you want. If somebody is out there and has only got a few quid to spend to enjoy themselves, and they. They want to go and get eight cans of cheap beer. Why should they not be allowed to do that? Because of a small few alcoholics in the country. You need, you need to ask Hall Martin that. You need to look I more into this. Yeah, well, when, when you say a small few alcoholics, Paul, you know, you have to understand Ireland does have a special problem when it comes to alcohol. Right, and it's not, it's not just a small few. It has, it's, a, it's a huge problem in this country. It is. It is. But why should? There's over four million. No, I know. I get the point you're making. I, I mean, if you're a responsible drinker, why should I yeah. take away your choice to get a cheap beer? I understand exactly. that. It's, I, not, it's, it's not my fault. Somebody's an alcoholic. Well, I mean, that's I like that's like saying alcoholic. that's like saying you know why should I be stopped breaking the speed limit at ninety miles an hour on the M50 at four o'clock in the morning when there's nobody else around? I'm not going to hurt anybody. Why should I be stopped? The reason is because the law is there to protect everybody because there are idiots who will do it in the middle of the day when there's traffic. So the point. I know that. Do, I do do is that what I'm saying? I, I, I get that point, but I don't... The problem don't is associated with cheap alcohol. Look at the government, the medical council, everybody is realising the huge problem in this country is associated with cheap alcohol. And for once, I would agree with them. Right, but And they did not come to this decision. They did not come to this decision easy to admit that they're wrong. They've come because they see the statistics. They see what right. happened during this pandemic when, when these people... These drinkers are casual drinkers, as you call them, who can't do without their alcohol. Put, 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 put the health of this nation at risk by house parties and, and outside drinking and all that kind of stuff. OK, well, do me a favour, both of you, because I have to go to a break. You can keep texting, keep WhatsApping. Numbers 87 Do you agree with Jimmy? He's praising the government for bringing in a minimum price on alcohol. He believes they should actually go further and take it out of the supermarkets. Uh, do you agree with him? Paul says absolutely not. He's taken away his choice. He's not an alcoholic. He just likes a drink of the weekend and he's taken his choice away to get a cheap drink. Right, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. Numbers 087 188 0008. On the line, I have Jimmy and Angry Paul. 
So, <laughs> let me just go to Emma as well. Emma, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Emma? Hi, Niall. How are you? Good. My, my point was just, um, like, I see there's a guy on there going mad that it's the reason is cheap drink. Like, that's not the case. My husband is Dutch, and, like, in Holland, you get a full crate of 24 bottles of beer for, like, eleven ninety nine in the supermarket. Right, okay. Like, when Fair you bring point. the crate in the bottle back, bottle. you get, like, two. Yeah, listen, if I wasn't in divorce and had custody of, you know, the custody of my kids, I'd be long gone. But yeah. I just don't get it. There's many, many countries in Europe that have so much more cheaper drink than Ireland. And they don't have the same problem. And they don't have the same volume of problems. But what is with the Irish that when they see cheap drink that they cannot just control themselves and cool the jets? Like, have a yeah, it's drink, like that old thing. Do you, remember, do you remember the old thing years ago when the barman would flash the lights at 11 o'clock? Yeah. And all right, of a sudden there was a please. rush to the bar to get yeah. four points. Like. No, like, I just don't get it. Yeah, sorry, Paul. Uh, maybe you can do. explain. Paul, can you explain that as a drinker? That lady is dead right. Um, I mean, you look at com- countries like Germany. Where America? Well, not, not America. America doesn't. No, no but America doesn't have a huge alcohol problem like Ireland. We're head of population. They don't. Yeah, because it's 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 put on a pedestal in the states, and it's doing the same as done here. You're 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 looking forward to your twenty first birthday. So you can actually go and buy alcohol. Yeah, thing you've never had before. Look at countries like yeah, Germany. but you can walk into Walmart and get you know a, a tray of Budweiser for feck all, and yet people yeah, but, don't drink that much. Yeah, but look, we'll take a country like Germany as an example where you can drink from sixteen. They're taught how to drink. They're drinking at a young age. They're taught by the family. Oh. Uh, now I don't agree with that. Yeah, Jimmy, sorry, go ahead, Jimmy. What, what other country when you look at this? When an American president would visit, you're talking about Holland, you're talking about Germany. What other country have you ever seen an American president give it a pint of a pint of Heineken, a pint a glass of pint of vodka, whatever it is? What oh, other country? Well, in, in Holland, the king has a nickname, and it's like uh, one of their brands of beer. And say it was Miller, for example, he's called the Miller King because back in the day he used to be a great drinker. They still don't have a problem with drinks. Mm. But I'm saying Obama won't go to any other country. And, and, and lower that country or himself drinking. And that's the problem. Advertising is the problem in Ireland. I wonder, you're talking about Holland. Do they, did they have an alcohol problem in alcohol where, where, where the company supports the games in Holland? Yes, and they come, do, do, companies do, 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 have their specific pubs. So you don't go into a pub and see like 100 taps. Like my husband died when he came here. There's like one pub is owned by Bavaria, one pub is owned by Heineken. You know, it's, it's, they don't have all the variety over there in the mm-hmm. pubs, but in the supermarkets, yes, they do. But yeah, the, the beer sponsors the, the matches, like the Ajax games and stuff like that. Yeah. They sell it in petrol stations and the road. Yeah, but Jimmy, somebody made a good point here earlier on in relation to that. We didn't have all the advertising around alcohol years ago, and yet people still drank as much, if not more. So yeah, the different, there was here, advertising here. in papers, Nile, and I, I was amazed that you look at the Eucharistic Congress paper of 1932, I got a copy of it from somebody, an old one. They, I, can, I cannot believe the amount of cigarettes that were advertised in that paper. Oh, yes, they, RJ, had ways yeah. of alcohol, they had ways of advertising in those times also. You ever see those enameled, <laughs> old enamel antique signs, those old gift yeah, yeah. adverts? Advertising was more outside on the walls where people could see it. What, by the way, Paul, what's yes. great, what, what, what have you, you need to get a bottle of WD 40 there, whatever the hell that is. I'm in the truck now. Yeah, you need it. What's squeaking? It means the air in my teeth. You need some WD 40. That would drive me insane, oh, Paul. 
I'd say a can of bombers would do me better. <laughs> it sounds like a cat, Niall. Hello? It, does, it sounds like a cat. I know somebody that, I know somebody's cat got away yesterday, and I have to say, if the woman is listening, I really feel she rang me this morning. It's terrible. The cat was being delivered by a courier. <laughs> and the cat got the cat got out of the box and it's under two. The cat was being delivered by a courier. And I tell you, yeah, there's people who did, did, during pandemic they deliver these animals, right? But they let the cat out of the, the wrong box. Thought it was no problem. But there is an old saying, and it was very true yesterday. It's easy to let a cat out of a bag, but try putting them back into it again. It's a different story. The cat got away. And if she's listening this morning, I just today to this programme, which I know she does, I just feel she's devastated over the cat. Right. And you think that sounds like her cat? Okay. Well, listen. listen. Yeah. Just that kind Stop of a sound. It, I don't know what it was. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, listen, Jimmy, thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Jimmy. Hallelujah. God bless you. Hallelujah, brother. Brother Jimmy. <laughs> and Emma and Paul, thank you very much indeed. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.